What's up, what's up, what's up, Cougar fans? Welcome back to the Holy City Hoops podcast. My name is Tommy, and I am very excited to have College of Charles to basketball back. I was sweating it until tip-off of the North Carolina game, but the team and the coaching staff, everyone is safe and healthy, and we actually had some basketball last week. Cougars fell on the road at UNC the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, For many of us, that was our first time seeing this year's team, and despite the loss, I think a lot of fans came away pleasantly surprised by the performance. Uh, I know even though I'm sipping the maroon-colored Kool-Aid, I did not expect CFC to have a lead in the second half. We're definitely going to have to talk about that. Then the Cougars had the classic post-holiday tune-up game. This year was against Division II Limestone College. Runaway game. Our Cougars nearly hit the century mark. Several players hit career highs. Here to talk about both games is our friend Shea Santor from the Charleston Sports Network. We're going to chat about which players have impressed us so far, what the makeup of this year's Cougars seem to be, their strengths, their weaknesses. And then we're going to preview what is now a huge game this week against Richmond. I'm recording this on Sunday, and the Spiders just went to Rupp Arena and beat Kentucky pretty easily. So it's looking like a chance for the Cougars to play a home game against a top 25 team. Should be a great test for Charleston. If you've just found the podcast, maybe you hadn't started listening until the season started, please check out our other recent episodes Earlier this season, we talked to Jarrell Brantley after he left the NBA bubble in Orlando. We talked to Coach Grant. We did a full CAA preview episode. If you like what you hear, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow us along all season on social media or at holycityhoops.com. Okay, let's bring in Shay. Okay, we welcome back to the show this week, Shay Santor from the Charleston Sports Network. How's it going, man? It's good, man. How you been? I've been well. The pandemic's treating you okay? Yeah, it has. It's been great. Very nice. What was it like actually being in the arena for the home opener? It's kind of surreal. It's good to be back in TD Arena, but we got to get temperature checked when we walked in and masks were required for all staff, all um, employees and all fans and all that. But it was weird. It was It was something new, but it's exciting to see fans back in the stands cheering on our Charles and Cougars. So I'm, I was excited about that. Yeah. I mean, we're one of the few CAA teams that gets to have that and knock yeah. on wood, everyone stays healthy and everybody stays good. I know we got a little surprise right before the game with Brevin Galloway, which we'll get to, but yep. um, yeah, it, it was nice having at least a little bit of an atmosphere going because mm-hmm. most college teams uh, can't say that. So I think it helped the Cougs. Yep. Well, we've got two games to go over. We very may well have just played the easiest and hardest games on the schedule for the Cougars. Mm -hmm. I think the truth about who this team is rests somewhere in the middle. We're probably not as good as we looked for spurts against UNC. We're probably not as good as we looked against a Division II team. You and I today, we're just going to try to figure out where this team's at, talk who's impressed us, what's impressed us. Uh, How's all that sound? Sounds great to me. Let's get it. Let's start with the UNC game. This is the marquee game on the schedule for the Cougars this year. Three-year deal up in UNC the day before Thanksgiving. Cougars lose this one 79-60, but they definitely looked good for, for portions of this game. And I think you could make the argument that the Cougars maybe look like the better team for 25 minutes in this game. Uh, but what do you think of the game overall? Overall, I think even though we lost to UNC, I think we did really well. I have a lot in my notes, a lot of positives, which is good for our team for our first game out. So I think, 
overall, we look good against a very strong-looking UNC team this year. Some players that really stood out to me were O.C., Paint Willis, Brevin, yep. and then probably Dontavious King as well. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about Dontavious King a little later on. But I agree with you. I think, to me, it was the veterans playing really well. Uh, yeah. Peyton Willis is a fifth-year guy. O.C.'s a fifth-year guy. Brevin's a fifth-year guy. May have been the three best players on the team for CFC. And I agree with you. I mean, first in my notes is the game that O.C. played. He was someone who we were really focused in on in the preview podcast with Harrison Bound, where he was going to be matched up with those towers for North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And he put together a really nice game and a really nice first half, especially almost flirted with a double double. Only only fouled twice. Yeah. Overall, really solid game from OC. Yeah, I agree. He held down the ACC preseason player of the year, Garrison Bucks, to only six points. And that was only in the first 12 minutes of the game. He didn't score till like he didn't score the rest of the game. So I think that was huge to happen because everyone was looking at Garrison Brooks, seeing how he was going to play in this first game as a senior. And I think, too, the slam dunk by OC in that game was just phenomenal. I don't know if you saw that in the game. I think it was with Brendan Tucker kind of hit it too hard off the glass and OC had to put back. Yeah, that was that was a highlight. I think that really gave us some momentum. Yeah. And the Cougars looked really, really good for some stretches, as I mentioned at the top. The defense was uh, extending, extended out on UNC. Charleston shot better from the field than UNC did. Yep. It was really just a game defined by those two stretches. Uh, yeah. The first one where Charleston goes down 16-2 to early. I think they went 0-11 from the field to start. It lasted until like almost midway through the first half. And this is an issue we've... We've seen with the Cougars last year is these cold spells that they go on where they just can't get anything going. Yeah. Um, they, then they had one later after they took the lead. But aside from those two, lots to lots to like about the Cougars. No doubt. Good shots, like you said. I really like Zepp's on-ball defense in both games. He was phenomenal with that on-ball defense. And then in my notes, I have Lorenzo Edwards, the next Honey Badger. He had three steals <laughs> in the CFC debut i think that's really good for a big man like that to have three steals it's interesting and then holding number 16 unc to 39.4 percent shooting that's just really good for a cfc basketball team to do and go into dean smith center and just hold a team like that to that shooting it's just phenomenal in my opinion yeah i don't think unc is gonna blow anybody away with their outside shooting but charleston didn't give them anything easy they forced them into a lot of long jumpers uh, and aside from the times when UNC got a guy with his foot in the paint or two feet in the paint and they got some easy points, mm-hmm. uh, made it pretty hard. And UNC did a lot of their scoring off CFC turnovers, which we should talk about, yep. and a lot of scoring off offensive rebounding. But other than that, just straight man-to-man defense, Charleston played it pretty well, I thought. I agree. Let's talk about some things that were... Uh, a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, anytime you try to swing an upset against a, a power five team, especially on the road, there's a couple of things I think you as a mid-major have to do. You have to limit your turnovers you, yep. and your bad decisions. You can't beat yourself. And then you try to you know, hit some threes, try to keep it even on the boards. You can't miss free throws. You can't miss layups. Uh, but Charleston was definitely guilty of some of those. They definitely shot themselves in the foot with 15 turnovers. Um, A lot of them were so preventable. I mean, just like inbounding the ball, Mm -hmm. bad fouls, bad passes in transition. Uh, And then again, some of those layups that were blocked at the rim really Mm -hmm. hurt the Cougars um, and really started 
sort of jump-started those runs that UNC went on uh, when yeah. they clicked into a different gear. What's your take on where Charleston needed to improve coming out of that game? Probably scoring droughts. That was the big iffy in that game, I guess you can say. 14-0 UNC run in the first half and then 17-0 run in the second half, which put the game away. I think that was it sucked to see for a CFC team to do that. We saw it sometimes last year in a couple games. But also, you got to take into account they had that one. We always have trouble with a big man, always in a lot of games. And that Dayron mm-hmm. Sharp kid, he yeah, he just took it over. Seventeen UNC offensive rebounds for the whole entire team. That's too much to have. Forty percent free throw shooting, which is not yeah, good at all. I don't all. know what and, the deal is with the free throw shooting. Yeah, and then two off the bench players that really didn't really stand up for us would be Brendan Tucker and D'Angelo Epps. Brendan Tucker, 18 minutes, one for eight field goal and two turnovers, while D'Angelo up 17 minutes, one for four field goal and three turnovers. That was kind of kind of hurt our team a lot because that's a lot of minutes in the game that could turn into some CFC baskets. And then definitely, like you said, the turnovers, 15 turnovers. Yeah. I mean, to go back to, to Epps and Tucker, the, the sophomore class, mm-hmm. yeah, rough game for them and a bit of a rough game against Limestone, all things considered, which yeah. we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that UNC game, those guys each played at least 16 minutes. They were combined two for 12, as you mentioned, combined mm-hmm. five turnovers, four fouls, only two rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not not great. Uh, Brendan Tucker, he's got the first step, but you could tell he, he must have gotten his shot blocked four or five times. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't make up for it by hitting his free throws, uh, which mm-hmm. is... Something we saw a bit of last year, but in, in the Limestone game, he wasn't hitting them and he wasn't getting to the line against a taller, more athletic UNC team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll agree, I'll, I agree with you. Sophomore is a little bit disappointing in this. Yeah, um, It seems like they, they're still kind of getting their, their legs under them. I agree. Well, let's talk about some guys who stood out. We mentioned Brevin Galloway. I was really impressed by Peyton Willis. I thought, you know, a guy who started every game for Minnesota at point guard last year, Figured to to have a, a positive impact right away, but you never know. You know, maybe he's just a guy who can go out and get you, you know, nine points, three assists and play pretty well. And that's kind of it. But uh, he's really shown right away. I mean, right off the bat that he's very poised with the ball, uh, makes good decisions. He's a good shooter. First game for CFC and he has 13 points, second on the team, uh, three for four from the free throw line, two for six from three. Three rebounds, two assists, no fouls. Uh, overall, really solid game. I agree, totally. Uh, and Brevin Galloway, we needed someone to step into Grant Riller's scoring role. And mm-hmm. not only was he hitting his threes in this game, he had a couple and ones, which is something we didn't see a lot from him last year. He was almost a, a straight three-point shooter. But he had two and ones that really helped uh, turn the game. I agree. Anything else from the game that we need to we need to cover? That's really it. Uh, definitely the 11-3 run coming out of halftime and then taking that big three by Dontavious King to take that 43-42 lead. I think that was a big positive for our team. It gave a lot of momentum. I was I was so hyped when that happened. Oh, me too. I was watching it with my mom and dad, and we were just going crazy in the living room when he made that shot because you, you don't see that all the time. You know, it was cool to see. He came, he came right off the bench and hit it too. Yeah, he, exactly. He's like ice cold and he just came in and takes the biggest shot of the game so far. You wouldn't think a big guy like him would make a shot like that, but hey, 
CFC basketball for you. He he had that. He had a uh, he had the run out dunk where he was kind of mm-hmm. all alone and he uh, just outraced the defense. And then he had I think his first shot was like a fadeaway jumper in the paint. Yep. So overall, really efficient night for King. We should say that he fouled out. <laughs> he fouled out he in just nine minutes, but he also chipped in seven points. So yep. uh, pretty good points per minute uh, ratio there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So UNC, that game is has passed. Then you have sort of the get-right game against Limestone, uh, Division II team. This is a game where, um, for fans who don't know the relationship here, the head coach of Limestone was on the coaching staff at CFC uh, during sort of the Bobby Kremens, Mark Byington era. Mark Byington obviously now at James Madison University, so you see Limestone playing them in their first game and then uh, return the relationship with with Earl Grant and with CFC, Limestone got their butt kicked by JMU in the first game. So you hope that College of Charleston comes out and dominates. We get news 10 minutes before tip-off officially from the school that Brevin Galloway is going to be out, which is a tough blow, not someone you you want to see not playing. And the prognosis is that he's sick. So in the COVID era, that immediately kind of worries fans, but turns out just a stomach bug mostly precautionary. Um, but when you heard Brevin Galloway wasn't going to play in this game, uh, were you concerned at all? Or did you think Charleston was still going to skate by pretty easily? I think Charleston was going to skate by pretty easily. We have a pretty deep team. And I feel like uh, Brevin being out, I feel like it wouldn't hurt us that much, especially with our team that has a lot of like experience with Payne Willis at OC and all of them. So I feel I wasn't really worried. I, when I heard about it, I was... I was like, oh, wow, this is kind of interesting. I thought my friend was lying to me when he said it. I was like, you're just, you're just making up something. But when I heard he did have a stomach bug, I thought it was COVID as well. And then, as we know, it's not COVID, thank God. But I'm hoping that Brev has a speedy recovery, and hopefully he can ball out against Richmond coming up. Yeah, it's going to be a big game against Richmond. Yep. Uh, well, Charleston avoids... The trap game, they avoid, you know, kind of the hangover after the UNC game. Absolutely dominates this one. Final score, 99-59. Charleston was up 20-plus, 30-plus. I think mm-hmm. at some points, 40-plus for much of the game. So you can't take too much away from this. They dominated every category. Relief that no one gets injured, no one plays too many minutes, uh, and, you, and you walk away and cruise to a victory. But what did you pull from, from this game? Definitely Zeb Jasper coming out of nowhere in the second half and just taking over. It literally looked like NBA 2K21, like when a player gets a takeover, just like going off, having 21 points. It's his career high, which is awesome for Zeb. And definitely other players that stood out to me, Cameron Copeland with yeah, um, big game. With, yeah, with 18. Dontavius, again, like we said, with the UNC game with 15 points. And then Payne Willis with 16, consistent with him. Field goal shooting was phenomenal, 56.7% for our team, which is big. Three-point wasn't that good, 33.3% decent for our Charleston team. 50 bench points from our team, which really stands out to me, which is good to see that the bench was stepping up in a game like this and that Coach Grant has trust in his bench to play big in a game like this. Yeah, we're starting to see the bench kind of take shape. I think Mm -hmm. Dontavious King has definitely secured himself in the rotation. Uh, Cam Copeland, after not doing much of anything against UNC, put Mm -hmm. together a really good game. So I think he's in. 
Uh, and then Tucker and Epps seem like shoe wins. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they haven't really put it all together yet. They've shown some flashes. Um, Tucker had a great dunk in this game, but he yeah, still couldn't really finish from, from the free throw line. Epps got the start, um, but mostly was there for, for defense and, and didn't really get the scoring going until uh, mm-hmm. late in the, later into the second half. I think the freshmen are still a little too raw. I mean, we saw some some Keegan Harvey and some Davian Houston. Yeah. Davian Houston has definitely mastered the confused face at the referees, but <laughs> he's still uh, he's still pretty wild out there. Along with yeah. Keegan Harvey, they're both kind of fouling like crazy. Typical of freshmen, but I think when the games start to matter a little bit more, um, might get um, kind of cut from the rotation a little bit. Their minutes will be more restricted, but. Yeah, those four guys off the bench that I mentioned should be pretty solid moving forward. Yeah, I agree. So let's let's talk about the offense in this one because this team does not score 99 points too often. No. Zep, yeah, Zep's, Zep's the story of the game. I don't know if you heard this because you weren't listening to the broadcast because you were there in person, but Zep had told Everett German before the game that he was really trying to be more aggressive with this one, um, with Brevin being out, and even you know going back to the beginning of the season with Grant Riller leaving, Zepp wanted to kind of step up and, and be more of a scorer and less of a facilitator, and he showed it. 21 points, as you mentioned, a career high, 5 for 8 from 3. He looks like he might be the team's best 3-point shooter again this year, and the usual pesky defense and, and playmaking. Yep. The other guy who stood out to me was Copeland. Almost has a double-double in this game coming off the bench, but just efficient, and we didn't get to see it against UNC, but he's he's got length. He was like Euro-stepping guys. He went one for one from three. I thought he was coming in, he was just going to be a, a pure kind of spot-up three-point shooter, but mm-hmm. he was getting into the paint. I mean, he pulled down nine rebounds, 18 points off the bench, though, nothing to, to shake your head at, even if it is against a D2 team. So I'm, I'm excited for what he's going to bring. Me too. I, I think he's a phenomenal player. I feel like he has a lot of potential in him and he has two more years, potentially three years with us. So I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. Yeah. And of course, King, uh, he's the fourth player in double figures. He was able to stay in this game. He did not foul out this time. Yeah. He racked up three, so he was close. But again, I mean, he, this game, he really was attacking the offensive glass. He had mm. um, like an and one put back. He had one where he kind of ran the whole court uh, himself mm-hmm. and, and got a putback. I think he had some more dunks. He might lead the team in dunks early on in the season. What impressed uh, you about King? He's a very physical and he can move on the court. Like you said, he can go from the one end to the court to the other in probably three seconds. So it's great to have a big man that can run the court like that, get some offensive rebounds, defense rebounds, get some big slams to get the team going. I think, He's going to be probably one of the biggest bench players that we have on this team this year. I feel like he could be a key role when it's coming down to conference play. He might even, I mean, if he keeps playing the way he's playing right now, I mean, obviously small sample size and consider the competition, but mm-hmm. the numbers he's putting up right now, he might have a all rookie, you know, all freshman oh, yeah. team uh, oh, type, yeah. type season in the CAA. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't gotten much of a look at the other freshmen, but. Uh, if he goes on and averages 10 points or close to it, he he should be a shoe-in for, for that all-rookie team. No doubt. Which is exciting because I don't think Charleston's had one of those yeah, in a while. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't I can't remember the last time we had one. So yeah, I mean the balance scoring in this one was great. Uh it's 
a little bit strange for the first time in a while. Charleston's not revolving around a handful of players. It's not Grant Riller dominating and everyone else is a role player. It's not Grant Riller and Jarrell Brantley. Uh, But you see 15 points here, 20 points here, 12 points, 13 points uh, off the bench from the starters. Just really balanced. No one played major minutes. Everyone kind of chipped in. Um, so again, just kind of what you want to see from a tune-up game, a get-right game like like mm-hmm. Limestone. Yep. So let's try to make sense of where this team is at because, again, they're somewhere in the middle of the team we saw against UNC and the team we saw against Limestone. Mm-hmm. So a couple questions for you. What's surprised you the most about what you've seen from the Cougars so far? I think definitely Dontavious King is the most surprising as we know he's a highly touted guy that we've heard about and he's he's talking he's bringing the money to the table he's showing up in each game like you said 15 points in this game against limestone seven points with a clutch three in the unc game i feel like we i think we're in a good spot right now as a team as a whole i'm not really sure i've been paying attention to caa some of the scores look pretty good with the other teams. Just, I, I feel like this team, if we keep getting to know each other, especially the new guys getting to know each other with Brad and Galloway, is that the people that have been here for three, four years now, I feel like this team could be a very special team that can make a big run, especially in conference play. Yeah, I think so too. I think the starting five looks really solid. Um, mm-hmm. And that's even if you play Edwards, uh, who we should mention, Edwards kind of like Copeland had a, had a bounce back game against Limestone. I thought he looked... A lot better offensively. He had six points, five rebounds, pretty pretty solid in just seventeen two minutes. Two steals, by the way. Two, two more so. steals. That honey badger question mark. I know. So, <laughs> so what would he be? Would he be like the tall honey badger, or I, is there I another? Is there another I, ferocious animal we could compare him to? We need to think of a nickname. Yeah, we, we can we can think of it this week. All right, we'll, we'll workshop that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the starting five looks good. Willis, again, as expected, contributing right away. Looks really solid. Galloway's mm-hmm. probably going to be the leading scorer. I don't think anybody doubted that. Mm-hmm. And then Zepp showed in this game that he's that he can put up 20-plus if, if you yep. need him to, if he's your only option, and hopefully he stays aggressive. We saw a couple times last year where he kind of regressed and deferred, so hopefully he, he stays aggressive. O.C. Smart will be your defensive anchor. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I saw in the UNC game that I didn't mention was Brevin Galloway was really looking for OC Smart on those dump off passes. Yes, I saw that a lot. Either Galloway or Tucker gets a step on their man, um, especially when teams are like playing all the way out in the, on the perimeter and trying to force us out. If mm-hmm. Tucker or Galloway gets a step and they beat their man, they're getting to the basket and there's a rim protector there. OC is always just waiting like to dunk on two yep. steps from the basket. So I saw a little bit of the chemistry with Galloway and with OC there. And I think the guys will get more comfortable finding him there, but um, just being there, he should get six points a night easily. And then we've seen the rebounding he brings to the table and, and the defense. Yep. So there's your kind of counterbalance to the scores you have. And then whether it's Edwards full time or if King knocks him out and, and starts at power forward, that starting five should be really good. And yeah, we, we mm-hmm. may have a little bit of a bench this year, which is nice. Uh, change of pace. T- the team looks solid defensively. They showed it against uh, UNC. They absolutely put the clamps on Limestone. I mean, 59 points. The only reason it was that high is because Charleston was scoring every 
every time down the court. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in terms of percentages, they really locked down limestone as well and, and did an admirable job against UNC. So I think it's going to be defensive minded team, uh, really solid starting five different guys who can, who can contribute off the bench. I'm a little worried about the cold spells uh, again on scoring. Sometimes the team can struggle to, to score and to keep pace. We'll see you know, how that shakes out the rest of the season. But I think defensive first team, above average offense, it seems like. I don't think this team's going to finish sixth in the CAA. Like the, uh, I agree. Like the preseason rankings showed. I think mm-hmm. they have demonstrated so far that they're in the top half, probably the top four. I mean, we haven't seen mm-hmm. Hofstra play at the time of this recording. We, Northeastern's not going to play for a while. Mm-hmm. But I think they've shown that they can contend. I mean, what do you think? I agree, no doubt. Like you said, we haven't seen Hofstra and the other CAA teams play much. So it's going to be up in the air. I feel like having Peyton Willis, having uh, Brevin and Zep, three players that can get double-digit points on a in a game as a starting lineup is big. And especially having two key uh, bench players with Dontavious and Cameron Copeland, I feel like that's a big plus for our team as well. Having five players that can get double-digit points in a game is big to have for a college Charleston team and CFC fans should be excited for that this year. I mean, my next question, I think I already know the answer was going to be which individual player has impressed you. I, I think, I think you're fully on the Dontavious King bandwagon. I, I would say Dontavious King, but I, I really like Payne Willis as well. You know, a new guy coming in playing, he used to play in Minnesota coming to a new team and getting to know these guys. He's been playing very consistent in the two games. I feel like, He'll have a stellar year. I feel like he can make a all CA second or even all CA first team this year. Yeah, he's been solid. He had um he had two dumb turnovers against UNC. One was like the baseball pass to Tucker that got intercepted, and, yeah. and one was like I think he dribbled it off his foot out of bounds or, or something. Because the big thing for him coming in was like how sure handed he is with the ball. He like never turned it over. Mm-hmm. No one is going to be as difficult as UNC the rest of the season. Uh, I'm not going to bury Peyton Willis for, for those two turnovers. But yeah, I think moving forward, he's going to be, again, a steadying presence on the team. He'll make some threes. Mm-hmm. He'll make good reads, make good passes. And just seems him and Galloway just seem like the kind of the leaders of the team. Yeah, um, I agree. But I, yeah, I think players I've been impressed with in order would probably be Willis number one, just because the fit seems Great right away. King, you know, we were all hoping for the best with him, but he has mm-hmm. really looked the part. He looks aggressive. He's got a nice touch. He is obviously very athletic with the running and the dunking. So he's probably the guy who's impressed me the second most. And then I was not ready to be impressed by Cam Copeland after UNC, but in the limestone game, he really showed his kind of skill set and his, his package of tools. So those three mm-hmm. have been, um, have lived up to expectations. Still waiting to see Edwards come around. Still, still yeah. want to see him make a couple threes. I know that was his game coming in. And Tucker and Epps need to see him kind of put it all together. Put put those flashes mm. into one consistent game. Make your free throws. Don't turn the ball over. Don't foul guys. Um, but there's there's obviously potential with all three of them. I agree. My top three would probably be, like you said, Payne Willis, number one. I think Zep, number two. He... I've seen him in person. He looks a lot bigger than what he did last year, like muscle wise, which is really good. 
His defense, on-ball defense, is phenomenal. So I, that's why I have him as my number two player to really pay attention to in this team. And then number three, of course, Dontavious Kane. I think, has Zepp scored the first points of every game? Or I guess I guess uh, he was the first field goal of both games so far. So he comes out. Yeah, well, he's the, yeah, he's a point. So it makes sense that he is getting those points early. He's uh he's found his his stroke from three it seems like which is great because he he was going off in this game in the limestone game I was shocked like when he went on that thirteen zero run by himself <laughs> I was like oh okay we got a good player somebody right here. dump water on this guy yeah exactly that's what the coaches did they they sat him out and then he cooled down off a little bit yeah yeah no that was great to see happy for Zep with yeah. with the with the Me career too. high. So we we mentioned this a little bit where CFC stacks up against the rest of the CAA. It's still so early mm-hmm. and it, it, the CAA teams are playing such a variety of schedules. Some teams are playing total cupcakes. Some are, yeah. are testing themselves. Towson played UVA and, and kind of got crushed. JMU obviously already played Limestone. UNCW is not really playing anybody. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of bodes well for CFC that no one's really standing out yet. I mean, CFC could could step into that spot. I think... Just based on the chatter on social media and on Twitter, I think when Charleston took the lead against UNC, a lot of CAA Hoops fans were kind of like, okay, Charleston might be yeah. better than than we expected, which was always fun to be part of. Yeah, no doubt. So there's a big game coming up this week. There's only one game Wednesday at home against Richmond. This is a team that... I had said UNC is going to be the best team on the schedule. Richmond may end up being that, um, Mm -hmm. getting top 25 votes. Um, Charleston almost beat them in Richmond last year. I think Revan Galloway really went off in that game, and he should be back for this one. But what are you you looking to see from the team in, in that game? Hopefully what we saw against Limestone with... <laughs> hopefully a big win. Yeah, ho- yeah, well, yeah, big win, but hopefully four players with double-digit points. I think that's that's going to be a key. Richmond, of course, as we've seen, they've returned some, most of their guys on their team. Mm-hmm. They have that solid forward, uh, Grant Golden, I think, or, yeah, I think Grant Golden. He's going to be a trouble in the paint for us, but I feel like if we have Dontavious Keen, Lorenzo, and OC on him, I feel like we'll do pretty fine against Richmond. I'm excited to see how we do in that game. Yeah, that's going to be a huge game for the Cougars. This is one where hopefully the home court helps us a little bit. The home fans can mm-hmm. can make some noise and give the place some atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the measuring stick game for this team, and we're really going to see what they're made out of after that one. Mm-hmm. This is a team that Charleston can beat, can also lose to if they have those those scoring droughts. Mm-hmm. So we'll just we'll know a lot more then. But a, a win would go a long way toward uh, resume building for Charleston, and hopefully they can pull it off. Yep. All right. Before we get out of here, anything you want to leave the people with besides the fact that they should be keeping an eye on Dontavious King? <laughs> definitely, if you have season tickets or bought tickets for the Richmond game, definitely come out on Wednesday. Our game day operations staff has done a phenomenal job. Jessica Richard. Nate, all of them have done a phenomenal job of keeping TD Arena safe, healthy. There's been hand sanitizer stations in every section. So if you're feeling nervous or anything, all the seats are socially distanced. And it's very, it's a very safe environment to be in. It's fun. We had, I think, 1,439, which is a good amount for a D2 team. But I feel like if we can pack up the TD Arena on Wednesday, I feel like that will give our boys a big advantage against Richmond. and 
hopefully get us a big win that will build our resume up. You work in the game on Wednesday? Yes, I am. Yep. So you'll, if you uh, follow this, you probably will see me up top filming. So if you want to say hi to me, <laughs> I'll be willing to say hi, hopefully. Well, I'm jealous <laughs> you get to be there in person. I, I don't know how yep. many college basketball games I'm going to get to attend this season. But yeah, I agree. Uh, let's try to fill out TD Arena as best we can. Of mm-hmm. course, being safe. And this team's worth rooting for right now. There's a lot to like. It is. And it would be great to pull an upset against a Richmond team that's getting a lot of national media attention. So let's hope that our Cougars can can keep the momentum going from this limestone game and show what they can do against another quality opponent. Yep. All right, Shay. I'll let you go, man. Thank you for joining. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Yeah, have a good one, y'all.